No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and of course, I'm just here to ask those questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice comes from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. We're inching closer to the holidays. The presidential election is somewhat behind us. And what I find interesting, Brian, is the market. Now, we know that the stock market and the market are two different things, but let's talk about the stock market a little bit. I checked this morning. I mean, we're north of 29,000, like 29,226 as of the recording of this particular show. The market seems to be bulletproof. Is there anything that can get this market down? Or do you foresee that the market has just been so strong and it's going to continue to be strong that really nothing is going to affect it too much? Well, it's always going to be affected by various things. But yeah, it's an interesting study and it doesn't, it kind of defies logic sometimes. One of the things that I've talked about all year is how the markets are a forward-looking indicator. What I mean by that is they don't tend to react a whole lot to what's happening today or next month or what they expect to happen in three months. They react a little bit to those kinds of things. But in the big picture, they're trying to price this stuff in. They're trying to say, where are we going to be a year from now or two years from now? And I want to invest accordingly. If I think it's going to be up, I want to be in the market because it's hard to time the ups and downs of the day-to-day world. But if they think, well, we're in for a long dry spell, maybe you want to be out of the market. And so that's kind of priced in. And uh, being a forward-looking indicator, you you would expect when bad news happens, like often, You'll hear, you'll hear, oh, unemployment's up and 
and manufacturing dropped and the market rallies. You go, what? And, and then they go, well, it's because we think interest rates are going to be lowered in the future by the Fed, which will spur economic growth in the years to come. It's like, okay, I, I guess I get that logic, but it's, it's kind of backwards sometimes, I think, when people are trying to equate what's happening in the world to what's happening in the stock market. So it seems like the general sentiment for the months looking forward, the years looking forward, then is positive with the market going up as it has. Of course, we've gotten some positive news on the vaccine. Pfizer has said that they have at least a therapeutic or a vaccine that they're showing to be 90 percent effective and waiting for FDA approval. So that is good news. Now, as we said, you know, with the election, it is somewhat cemented to this point. It looks like Joe Biden will become the president. We've talked about, you know, his economic plans there as far as taxation goes. Does it seem that maybe his views on what's going to happen here may not have as much effect on the market as we thought it would? Well, it would have a dramatic effect, but the election for me as a financial advisor is not over. Quicksand and her, the uh, concrete is not drying. It's, it's more like quicksand right now. <laughs> right. Because as I look at the election, it's all about the balance of power, checks and balances. Now, currently, we don't know who's going to be in control of the Senate. Right. And after about a trillion dollars that's going to be spent in Georgia, I would hate to be in Georgia right now. You're going to turn on the TV or the radio or any walk down the street, and it is going to be nonstop Senate race uh, politics. And it's going to get brutal and nasty, and they're going to, you're probably going to have 10 people coming to your door. Because all of the election results, all the national results, are basically summed up in what happens in two seats in Georgia. And the reason I say that is because if the Republicans get one of those seats, then they'll have a clear majority in the Senate. And all of those more radical financial proposals we've been hearing about from the left and the far left, and the elimination of capital gains and elimination of step up in basis and taxing the, the, the rich and increasing all the taxes across the board, those proposals won't get through the Senate. But if those two seats go to the Dems. Now, with the tiebreaker of Harris, all three branches will be in favor of the left, and we may see draconian changes mm. in our taxation system and our uh, basically a wealth transfer type of environment, a confiscation type of environment. Uh, we'll, we'll see proposals that are very spendy. We'll see um, basically business get routed by that. But the checks and balances will be in place if only one of those seats goes Republican. So that, to me, is the election. Brian, would you suggest that people with their portfolios react to the possibility of that happening? Or should we just wait until it happens before we make those changes? Well, yeah, I mean, there are some things that you can do now. Like I've had a couple of conversations with people that are going to close on the sale of something. I could either pick the end of December or January. What do you advise? I just, well, I'd say December. Right. I know what the laws are now, and I know they're somewhat favorable for capital gains. And so I would not wait until next year if I have a choice. So a lot of us don't really have a choice. We're talking about, well, hey, I haven't cashed my stuff in yet. And I don't plan to in the next uh, month or so. And uh, am I just volu- am I just going to have to expect to pay forty percent or more on my investments and then and my real estate? And then when I pass away, I'm going to have to give maybe half of that to the government. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to get around that today. 
I will say, though, that, you know, when, when they do change the laws, you change behavior. When you change behavior, we come up with different uh, ways to protect the assets. And, you know, I, I was talking to some clients and kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of not. I'll be studying Malta trusts, you know, offshore trusts and, mm-hmm. and different vehicles that they put in a wealth tax or make the estate tax so onerous it's not worth, you, you can't leave anything to your kids. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'll have to look into how do we get assets out of the United States at that point. So we'll, mm. we'll have to use the laws that are put before us. But that may be something, you know, we have to react. We can't just go, oh, well, government wants all of our money. They want to be socialists, and we're just going to have to take it. No, <laughs> I'm not going to take it. <laughs> and so I'm going to try and figure out a way to make it so that my clients can leave money to their charities and their kids and not just have it sucked into the the vortex of government spending. So we're pretty much in a wait-and-see mode at this point in time, but you do have a contingency plan, sort of a what-if plan. Let's talk about the market a little bit more, Brian, and those stay-at-home stocks. I mean, things like Zoom and DocuSign and so forth and so on. Do you see that that sector of the stock market continuing to be very strong even after this pandemic is over? We've turned the corner and we're getting back to the new normal. Do you think that those particular tech sectors are going to continue to be strong because people have just gotten used to using them? Well, I think that's a great question because, you know, certainly we've been overweight in those sectors, whether it's semiconductors, NASDAQ, uh, technology ETFs, those momentum ETFs, all these different areas that are going to overweight essentially the same companies, uh, you know, the the Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, Netflix, Zooms, and, and Teslas, and all of those kind of companies. And they've done incredibly well this year through coronavirus. Now, once we get a vaccine, however, we got a little glimpse of what the market might look like recently when Pfizer made that announcement. What we saw was the Dow, which is kind of the, the, well, the blue chips, it went crazy, and the NASDAQ didn't go up. So the NASDAQ, with the tech stocks in it, said, oh, you have a vaccine? Huh, I don't know if that's good or bad news. I don't, I don't think it's news at all to us. But you saw the value stocks just, you know, Boeing went way up. And so you saw the the downtrodden stocks have this big rally, especially in the Dow. And I even saw small and mid-cap stocks rally. And so those were passed over during the post-coronavirus recovery in the summer. They were basically passed over. It was just the tech stocks, essentially, that recovered. Everything else kind of wallowed. But then we saw, like I said, we have a sneak preview that we might see a resurgence of value stocks coming back, small and mid caps, other areas that we haven't been too excited about for a while. They might be the ones that rally even more than the tech stocks once we know we have a vaccine. So we know with these tech stocks, we know what they are. We know where we are with those things. I have a friend who used to be a stockbroker, and he told me the other day, you know, when I was a stockbroker, we always had a saying, buy the rumor, sell the news. So, I mean, is it too late to get into these things that we already know? And should we be looking at these rumors and going, maybe we should buy that? No, it's never too late. And so, you know, that's that's what our financial planning meetings are about. When we do a financial plan for somebody that wants to check out our services, and we talk about these different areas of investment and what percentage of your investment portfolio it should be. Now, sometimes we're not going to invest all of your money. You, know, you might have a business. You might have rentals that you really like to manage or, or some other assets. So you say, well, that's not really money I need invested by a financial advisor. And they say, yeah, of course not. Uh, but the plan 
might include, but someday I'm going to sell this business, hopefully, and someday I want to not be a landlord, and someday I want to be retired and have cash flow in retirement, and someday I think income tax rates are going way up, and estate tax rates, whether they're federal or the state of Washington estate tax. And so they have all these concerns going forward, and someday my kids are going to maybe inherit some money, whatever. And so by going through this process, we can say, okay, what's the best solution for that portion of your portfolio that's in the stock market? What about the portion providing cash flow in retirement? What about the portion you want to leave to your kids, or you want tax-free, or you want to avoid estate taxes, or your real estate? What about that? Do you want to do a DST uh, or not? So that's where we get into all the different tools and, and levels of advice that most people, well, you know, how could you know all this stuff? How could you know all the stuff that we're going to bring up in a meeting or many meetings, given our uh, financial advisory CPA firm process that we have on the financial plans? So that's why I always encourage people to get those plans done because it's never too late. It's never too late to position yourself right. knowing what we know today better than we are positioned currently. So why not improve it? It's kind of important stuff. And those plans are quite comprehensive. I got one right here in front of me. And I mean, just by weight, picking this thing up, it must weigh two or three pounds. So, I mean, there's a lot of information in there. If you're listening to this program today, you would like the benefit of the knowledge and experience of Madrona Financial to get your financial plan with no cost or no obligation. Once again, as you know, call this number 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can request your financial plan there. You can also go out to the website. That would be madronafinancial.com and email us your request quest for your plan and check out the website there. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Are you ready for potential changes coming to Washington? History has shown that key political and global events can dramatically impact the markets. At Madrona Financial Services, we understand how unsettling changes and uncertainty can be. And that's why we're here to help make sure you're prepared for them. Regardless of what the tax rate will be in 4 years, 8 years, or 20 years, we'll help you be prepared. Whether the markets go up tomorrow morning and back down by the time you eat dinner, we'll help you be prepared. Madrona Financial Services will create a comprehensive retirement plan that's custom-built for you by a team of professionals, one that takes into account your goals and your unique situation so that you can have a reliable plan for your income, your investments, your taxes, your health care, and your estate. It's time to take control and have a plan you can be confident in. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA today to set up your complimentary no-obligation meeting. That's 844-MADRONA. Or go online to madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com 
That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the election and what that means to our taxes. And Brian, as we talked about in the last segment there, the election is more than just the presidential election, but really the balance of power is the thing that we're concerned about right now, and that has to do with the Senate and it has to do with Georgia at this point. So let's talk about that a little bit. Tax proposals and what would happen if the Dems get into office. So let's start there. I know that you've got a contingent plan for either way, but what would happen if the Dems should have the balance of power insofar as taxes go, and how can you mitigate those taxes? Yeah, there's a couple things to discuss there. I mean, all I can go by is is what the proposals were during the campaign. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, but if you know the proposed changes go through, if certain people are elected to certain cabinets, if certain things fall into place for the left, then we're going to see a lot of changes. The first change is to repeal the, the Trump tax provisions that were put in place a few years ago. Now, that one I'm not sure exactly how that's going to get done because it flies in the face of the I won't raise taxes on anybody under 400000 period. Well, a ton of those proposals, or I'm sorry, a ton of the tax law changes in the Trump Tax Act helped people that were under you know 400000 It certainly increased their standard deduction. If you repeal that, and they have less deductions, well, that tells me their taxes go up. So I don't know, you know, sometimes they they do plays on words, you know, where I'm not raising taxes, I'm just increasing investment in our services. Oh, that's called taxes. You know, it's like, okay, so you can't repeal something that cut and then say that, you know, and cut the benefits and then say that your benefits aren't going to get cut. It just kind of flies in the face of each other. But uh, certainly things that were repeated over and over include, we're going to tax your capital gains at ordinary tax rates if you make more than X amount of money. And so that, you know, I've always contended that capital gains is a tax on inflation. If you own, say, a piece of land and you've had it 40 years and you still own that piece of land, it didn't grow into other pieces of land. The fence line didn't move. It's the same piece of land it's up because we have this thing called inflation, where you know if it was worth a hundred thousand forty years ago, hundred thousand doesn't go very far these days. It's got to be worth, you know, eight hundred thousand to account for inflation or whatever that number is. And if you sell it for eight hundred thousand, all you did was account for inflation. But now they're going to say, oh, you have a seven hundred thousand dollar gain. We need forty percent of that. And you go, what? <laughs> Why? It, it didn't go, I just covered inflation and now you're penalizing me for inflation. Yeah, yeah, we need that money though. We need the Green New Deal. We need a lot of things that we, we promise. And so we need your money. We need 40% of your land. And I'm like, oh. So that becomes, you know, conf- confiscation to me at some level. It, but it also is a tax on inflation. So that's a big one, doing away with capital gains. I got my eye all over that one. Okay, so capital gains, I mean, being taxed at ordinary tax rates, the standard deduction maybe going away, isn't it about 24000 now would maybe go back to twelve something like that? 
Yeah, yeah, it could go back to something like that, the uh, levels previously, yeah. So if we think there is a strong chance of that happening and you do have capital gains and you're worried about those gains being taxed at ordinary income, what do we do? Do we try to divest them on the rumor or do we wait and see? Well, it depends on what they're in. And it kind of also leads into the real estate area. I mean, there's we've had uh, 1031 exchanges in the tax code for literally 100 years. And people have been relying on that rule, saying that you can sell an investment piece of real estate and not get taxed on its inflation, essentially. And you can buy other real estate to replace it when your needs change and you need to sell one investment property to buy something else. Maybe you're selling something, you're getting older and you want something that's less time consuming and and less stressful. And so often that's why people do DSTs, Delaware Statutory Trust, so they can sell their active real estate and replace it with something passive, meaning it's managed by an institutional real estate company, but still qualifies for 1031 exchange purposes. Great. So we've had this in the law for 100 years. People relied on it. I talk to people all the time that say, yeah, I've got a property I'm selling. Uh, this is my fourth 1031 exchange on, on the properties. As I move, you know, I move my properties, whatever. And so they've been relying on this, hopefully hoping to give it to their heirs someday, income tax-free with a step-up in basis. But now, you know, they're, one of the proposals is to eliminate Section 1031 exchanges. And mm. say, yeah, I know you've been planning this your whole life. We're going to pull the carpet out from under you, and you're just going to hit the ground and too bad, so sad. We need the money. When you hit the ground, your money's going to roll around the floor. We're going to grab it as much as we can. And so I love my little analogies. I love them too. I'm telling you. Yeah. And so, (laughs) you know, you've been planning this your whole life and and they pull that rug out and and then you go, well, fine, I'm not going to do a 1031 exchange. I'll just sell it. Oh gosh, now you're going to nail me on the taxes and then whatever's left, I'm going to leave to my kids. Then you're going to nail me on estate taxes that are increasing. What state of Washington? You, you want more? You want t- state taxes? Oh, you're going to nail me there too. There's, you know, like it's hard to find a place to hide right now if those things go through. Now, as I mentioned, we will try and we will be figuring some things out. Now, there are some things that aren't on the docket to be changed. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I just wanted to stress how important this uh, balance of power in Georgia's Senate is going to be because if the Dems get both those votes, then a lot of this stuff's going to probably come into play. And if they do not get those votes, then uh, we're going to see uh, a stalemate and it's going to be mostly business as usual. I, I can't see the draconian changes mm. of eliminating capital gains, Section 1031 exchanges, step up in basis, all these other things. I'll see, we'll see income tax rates go up, I think, under either balance of power. But uh, we won't see these draconian changes. If I am worried about these taxes going up and I do have this piece of property and I was thinking about doing a 1031 exchange, getting into a DST, would you recommend to accelerate that process? And I mean, let's say that I do it the moment that I hear that, you know, the Dems have uh, come into power. Let's say that if that does happen and I do it at that point, can I get ahead of this thing or will these changes be retroactive and, you know, things will be undone? Yeah, we don't know. They may pass a law saying, you know, if the Dems got in control, that these are retroactive, not to 2020. You can't go into a prior tax year with a retroactive tax law change. And I don't mean to alarm everybody listening. If you're in a low bracket already and you plan to be in a low bracket, your taxes probably aren't going to go up much. 
They may go up some because of the standard deduction and so forth, but they won't go up a ton. But if you are in a higher bracket, and let's say you're an employer that owns businesses, then you have to make money so you can build your your net worth, your your equity, so that you can take on inventory and accounts receivable and, and all these accruals that are needed to grow a business. Now, if they're going to take a lot of that away from you to grow a business, that's where the, the uh, side effects kick in. Uh, everybody says, oh, it's great. Yeah, tax the rich. They don't need all that money. Well, most of the rich that I know, in fact, a vast majority of them that anybody would call rich because of their income tax return, most of them are, re- are reinvesting their excess monies back into their businesses. Right. That's what they're doing with it. And they're creating growth, and that's why we live in the country we have and, and are prospering like no other nation in the history of the world. And if you take away that incentive or take away their money to do that, to put it into some program that doesn't create real jobs. I know you can create jobs by taking money from this person and give it to someone else and call it a job. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real creation of jobs, not not the phony ones I hear the politicians put out there. I'm going to create jobs by increasing taxes and giving them money. Well, you're just redistributing wealth. That's, That's all that is. That's not creation of real jobs. Real jobs are created by capitalist society with entrepreneurs, and that, that's where real jobs are getting created. So I, I don't really appreciate hearing all those other, other <laughs> ways of redefining what a job is. But uh, so there's a lot of side effects that go into this. I may be rambling a bit here, but there's a lot to this, and, and we would see some big changes. Now, hopefully, just good radio and a month or so we're going to go, oh, all that worry, all that consternation, all those billions of dollars being spent in the end, we just got a balance of power and, and nothing right. much is going to change. Okay. Stock markets would love that. And so if, if we do have the Republicans win either one of those seats, stock markets are, and, and we get a vaccine, you talk about a, a chance to rally. I think that would be mm-hmm. it. You know, we're talking about taxation. If the Dems get into power and so forth, I mean, that's a real benefit to Pedrona Financial Services is that you can talk about taxes because, of course, you have Bauer Evans CPAs here, too. Does that put you at a distinct advantage having that CPA firm in today's environment? Enormous. I mean, I I don't think I go through a financial plan where I'm not talking multiple tax strategies, whether it's related to your real estate, your business, your stocks. Your legacy plan, your state plan, trusts, what if scenarios, when to pull the trigger on particular events, uh, whether due to a Roth conversion, take advantage of low capital gains now, you know, what's uh, all these different things. It's, it's something I have in virtually every meeting, and I, for the life of me, don't know how people feel that maybe have had a financial advisor, they like them, they're really nice people, and they've had them for 30 years. But they are told, yeah, you can't really ask me any of those questions. I'm not licensed to answer them. Well, how can you be a, an effective financial planner when you're prohibited from answering the questions that your clients need answers to? So, yes, uh, in answer to your question, Jeff, it's a huge advantage for us. Once again, if you'd like a no-cost, that is a comprehensive financial plan with Madrona Financial Services that does incorporate taxation and tax mitigation strategies. Again, you can get that by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And again, we talk about this all the time, but I highly encourage you to check out the website, madronafinancial.com. You'll see what the firm is all about, and there are a lot of good educational materials there, too. You can also email 
the firm from that website to get your financial plan at no cost. Once again, that website, madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're talking about uh, tax mitigation strategies here in today's environment, political and otherwise, and we'll continue to do that when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. Brian shares his thoughts on investing, taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. When it comes to retirement planning, too many people get caught up in random numbers, like how much some poll says they should have saved up or how much someone else has in their retirement account. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services, reminding you that when it comes to retirement planning, you should stay focused on your own personal goals and not some generic numbers. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe your retirement plan should be as individual as you are. If you're ready for a truly customized approach to retirement planning, call us today and schedule your complimentary financial review at 844-MADRONA. And remember, the Madrona Bundle of Services brings everything you need to successfully plan for retirement under one roof. It's available to all of our clients, and you can only get it at Madrona Financial Services. Stop chasing someone else's numbers. It's time to focus on your retirement. Schedule your complimentary review today by calling 844-MADRONA and get the Madrona Bundle all those services. That's 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to continue our discussion on the election and things you can do depending on which party wins Georgia. All eyes on the peach tree state in Georgia. So let's talk about that a little bit. Tax strategies that would work if the Dems win in Georgia. Yeah, we talked about how the, the plans that I've heard are to eliminate capital gains, increase tax rates, um, I don't think Biden has proposed a wealth tax. That's a confiscation tax on while you're living. Just, oh, you have stuff? I need it. Why are you making money this year? Well, too bad. I need some of your stuff. Uh, So that would be a terrible one. Elimination of Section 1031 exchanges, step up in basis so that uh, when your kids want to inherit your house, they got to basically sell it to pay the tax. A lot of draconian changes proposed. But some of the things that are not proposed is elimination of the tax benefits of anything put inside of a life insurance policy. Okay. And a lot of people, when they hear life insurance, they go, oh, yeah, I see how that benefits someone else, but I don't really understand how me dying helps me. And so it's a, a fair concern. However, 
the industry has reacted to tax laws accordingly over the decades and decades and life insurance policies there's been some great improvements especially in the last 10 years to create policies that are just simply call it a wrapper like a, a wrapping of a present it doesn't change the present it just makes it look different mm-hmm. well the when you put a life insurance wrapper on an investment product that investment product is different in that it becomes income tax free if you take that wrapper off of it it's taxable so you're going huh okay so if i have an investment that goes up in value and i put this this wrapper wrapping paper on it called life insurance i've just eliminated the income tax on that i'm like yeah potentially you have and so the industry has come up with some great products related to this and the the primary product is something you know instead of buying maybe an annuity you buy something called a fixed index universal life policy they very can have very similar attributes we buy an annuity so that we can have lifetime cash flow a monthly check it's essentially like buying a pension that we get a check every month some annuities even increase the lifetime cash flow over time and they're often when you sign them up they're second to die meaning as long as you or your spouse is alive those checks keep coming. Well, that sounds great, but they are taxable. You know, they, they, they do have a taxation to them. Now, the industry has decided, came out with uh, some products to say, we can basically replicate that to a degree, but put this wrapper around it and make those tax payments to, or those uh, cash flow payments to you in your retirement income tax free. So that's what a fixed index universal life policy tries to do. You put your money into it when you're younger and healthy, you probably aren't going to buy one of these when you're 70 years old. The cost of insurance is too high. But you do them when you're, you're younger and healthier or when your kids are as a gifting strategy. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you build up the cash value within the policy. And then when you take that money out in monthly checks in retirement, that is considered a loan. Loans are income tax-free and life insurance is income tax-free also. So that's a good strategy there, using the fixed index universal life policy. And I do want to expand upon that a little bit, kids and the gifting strategy and so forth. But we were talking about tax strategies if the Dems win in Georgia. So on the other side, what about the tax strategies if the Republicans are successful in Georgia? Will they change at all or do we still need to make some changes? Well, I think the ordinary rates will go up. I think corporate rates will go up some. There'll probably be some compromise there because they do need to raise more money certainly with the big spend that they just had with coronavirus. And so we will we'll see some changes. But if the Republicans win, then I've got a ton of tools to use. You know, we still have Section 1031 exchanges. We still have Delaware statutory trusts. We still have step-up and basis and gifting uh, strategies and irrevocable life insurance trusts and, and all kinds of things. Everything that we have today, essentially, is I would suspect will still be there. And certainly, if depending on the, the messaging... I mean, I have my own personal opinions. I try not to be political on this show and talk about the effects on taxation and investments and wealth. But there are two things that that I did see come out of this election. One is essentially, I think that the Democrats should have trounced the Republicans, but because, you know, a lot of people don't like Donald Trump, but they kept going with that defund the police and, you know, socialist rhetoric. And that turned people off. So the elections were a lot closer than they should have been. On the flip side, Trump should have absolutely annihilated Biden, except for some speeches, some tweets, some this, that, and the other, just a f- another 
two percentage points flipped his way if he'd been a little more conciliatory and empathetic. A couple of speech, I think, would have just swayed the election or maybe picking a different running mate, such as Nikki Haley. So, there, okay, there's my personal <laughs> opinion on the election. If, if you election people running your campaigns want my advice, it's going to cost you. But uh, it seems like there were just a couple little tweaks because we're so close. We're, we just finished the election. We still don't know the balance of power. It's that tight. A few votes in Georgia would have flipped the whole thing one way or the other. And so I'm looking at this going, wow, it is really tight. It won't take much to sway it one way or the other for the next election. And if uh, one party keeps talking socialism and all that, I think I know which way it's going to sway. Do you have any sort of timeline? I mean, when will we find out what's going to be happening in Georgia? And when will we have some closure on this? Well, it's supposed to be, I think, January 5th, but we were supposed to have a November 3rd uh, <laughs> yeah, right. discovery, too. So I, I really don't know. It's probably going to be 49.9 to 49.9. <laughs> And they have to get 50% in their state, and we're going to be going, okay, neither one got there. You know, who knows? And so I don't have a a strong prediction, and so I'm just kind of waiting to see on on that. It would be surprising if the Republicans didn't pick up one seat and predominant Republican Georgia, but who knows these days? But I, I do think that, yeah, we are tired of the fighting, and we're tired of the rhetoric. We're tired of nastiness. We're tired of hearing about socialism and defunding police for the most part. Uh, certainly people listen to this radio show, I think, are. <laughs> right. Maybe, if, you know, there, I know there are people that want that, but they probably don't listen to Growing Your Wealth no, uh, with Madrona no. Financial, I'm guessing. <laughs> and so uh, I think that there's a lot of things we're tired of. We're looking for leadership and back to the old days, you know, where's Ronald Reagan when you need him? Right. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things we're looking for. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll be talking a lot more on this show after the election in Georgia. And we get some clarity as to policy going forward or, or if we're going to be in a real real heap of hurt, then we're going to have to take some other actions and, and other strategies. We're talking about tax strategies depending upon how the vote goes in Georgia here on Growing Your Wealth. Brian, I want to backtrack a little bit here. We were talking about the tax strategy of using life insurance for tax mitigation and in particular the fixed index universal life policy. You mentioned something that sort of caught my ear a little bit and that is uh, gifting strategies for kids. So how does that work in relation to the fixed index universal life policy? Well, I've been getting that question over and over and over because every time we talk legacy planning, my clients are worried about taxation when they pass away. And they're worried about their kids' ability to earn money and their kids' taxation and future Social Security and job security and, and so forth and so on. And I, I'm coming out with an article very soon uh, in Kiplinger on the best gifting strategy of our era. And it has to do with, instead of giving your, your kids a bunch of money, now you can do that. I had a client recently, he said, I want to give each of my four kids $100,000. I said, okay, so we had some chat about that, and he did have these concerns, but he wanted them to enjoy some of that money now. And I said, well, what if you did a 50-50? He said, what do you mean? I said, what if you give them $50,000 and take the other $50,000 and put it into this policy so they can get a check every month for 20 years of their life in their retirement years, and it will be income tax-free? What a great reminder of how awesome dad, mom and dad were to think about their kids' retirement and their kids' tax brackets by giving them, you know, essentially giving them a tax-free pension-like investment. That's a monthly reminder and how awesome they are. 
And that's like the best legacy gift that I can think of. But, you know, also some cash up front. Maybe they want to buy a house. That's another great legacy gift. And you can give it to them during their lifetime. But you're giving them also something after you're not here anymore to help them out. And so that's the gifting strategy that can be used for kids or grandkids. And the the numbers are phenomenal because time is on their side. The uh, power of of compounding along with the power of income tax-free cash flow in retirement. So regardless of which way things are going to be going, as you said, I mean, we're looking for some closure here to our current situation. I don't know about you. I am really looking forward to 2021 because I think that things can't help but get better. Hopefully we'll have a vaccine. We'll find out who has the balance of power and we'll just get on with our lives. But regardless of what happens, I know that you have a plan for that. And that's the most important thing is to have some sort of plan. And again, we're offering it no cost, no obligation. No one's going to call you and hound you day after day asking you to move your money. All you've got to do to get your comprehensive and complimentary plan is to call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. That is the telephone number. We also invite you to go out to the website. That is madronafinancial.com, and you can request your plan there. If you've got questions about anything that you have heard on our program, again, you can call in your questions to 844-MADRONA. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break. Brian, be back with the rest of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Today I want to talk about investing for millionaires. When I talk about millionaires, you think, oh, those are the rich people. Well, anymore, there's a lot of us out there. In fact, I just did a survey recently. I I got a, a list of folks in this area, and it was just for the Gen Xers, and we determined there was a about 70,000 Gen Xers with over a million dollar net worth in the Puget Sound. That is an enormous number considering we're cutting out anybody over, say, uh, 53 years old. That just tells me that, wow, there's a lot of millionaires out there. Does a million dollars make it so your retirement's going to be okay? Well, it depends. It depends on what you spend. A lot of people in our area, though, in the Puget Sound tend to live a lifestyle where they spend a fair amount of money. Now, if my parents had a million dollars, I would call them rich because they don't go out to dinner. They don't do those kinds of things. So we have to consider that there are certain strategies for millionaires we have to concern ourselves with. One is diversity of investments. Again, the old style rule of putting some of your money in the stock market and the bond market and calling it good and just waiting it out. I think that's antiquated. I think we have to look at other options. We have to look at our real estate portfolios because there's a lot of wealth in real estate in our region right now. We have to look at the bond portfolios to wonder if we're overexposed or do we have too much in CDs and non-productive cash. What are some of the other alternatives we could get into? So alternative investing is becoming more and more of an issue as the balance sheets of people, even millionaires, keep going up and up and up. And the age of them, of course, as time passes, goes up along with that. We have to balance the two. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing, Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about ways to create income in retirement. And Brian, when you take a look at a retirement plan, of course, income is one of the most important things that you want to talk about. Of course, outgo is important too, how much you're going to spend, but you've got to figure out where that money is going to come from. And there are a number of things that go into a retirement income. First of all, let's talk about what I would call an annuity because it's something that you get and really you can't outlive it. And that's going to be social security. Is Social Security really a major part of a lot of your clients' retirement income and maximizing that? It's a significant part to a lot of them, for sure. That is the pension that we all get, and most of us don't have outside pensions anymore. And, you know, in the old days, of course, we worked for big companies. They gave us pensions or you work for the state or you're a teacher or whatever. You have a pension or Boeing certainly had it. Now it doesn't. And so, yeah, it, it's still a significant part, but, you know, a lot of people are concerned about Social Security. They're concerned about that the raises won't be enough to cover inflation, and they realize that it's not by itself going to be enough to replace the lifestyle they've become accustomed to. I've seen these ads that says you may be leaving as much as, and it's like six figures, a hundred and some odd thousand dollars on the table if you don't take Social Security properly. What are they talking about there? They're talking about longevity. And so certainly if I run a typical Social Security optimization report, I already know what it's going to say. It's going to ask you, how long do you think you can live? And you're going to put something over 80 usually. So let's say you put 90. Well, the report is going to say, well, then you should wait until you're age 70 to take it because the break-even occurs at about age 79. And when I say break-even, if person A takes Social Security at 62, person B waits until 70 and they had the same benefit history, then because the one that waited till age 70 is getting more, and the one that started early is getting less, but they got it for eight years more, those numbers are going to intersect where they've taken the exact same amount out at age 79, Mm -hmm. plus or minus one year. So if you live to be more than 79, it's better to wait. Assuming that your health is good, because I then ask people, would you rather have... $10,000 at age 85 or $5,000 at age 65 or 70. And they invariably say, well, I'd rather have the 5,000 because I can actually do something. I know 85-year-olds, they can't do nothing. Yeah. What's 10,000 to them? I said, exactly. So it's not just a math problem. I already know the answer to the math problem. It's a quality of money issue and a quality of life based upon your age issue. You may want to take Social Security earlier because you think, well, I'd rather money in my 60s than my 80s, but then I won't get that big raise in my later years. Well, that's where you might look at some other income strategies like Mm -hmm. a fixed index annuity to be that raise in your later years and at the same time take more money in your 60s to live on when you're more healthy. Another thing I think to consider in when you take Social Security is going to be survivor's benefits. If you are the higher earner and you should pass away, your spouse would get your monthly Social Security check. So if you're getting, let's say, $3,500 at age 70, that's going to be a little better than if you take it at 66 and a half and you're getting $2,500. So a lot of questions to be answered about Social Security. And I do know that you do have that Social Security maximization software that you can run here to help people whittle down those choices. Jeff, just to interject there, that's a great example you brought up because there is a lot of qualitative things involved here. So let's say that the husband was a big wage earner and he's 10 years older than his spouse and maybe he's a little overweight and has kind of run a hard life and the spouse's mom is, uh, you know, 96 years old and going strong. Right. And 
in those kinds of cases, it's a pretty easy call. You wait until 70 mm-hmm. because you might be passed away and your spouse might have 20 years of being a widow. But now she's going to get that 20 years and a much higher pension amount because she gets your highest Social Security possible at age 70. Now, this, what if I flip those? What if the highest wage earner was the younger person and, you know, and, and the health was different and so forth? So depends on a lot of factors outside of what's on the Social Security Optimization Spreadsheet. So, Brian, what if you want to take Social Security, you're 62, but you're still working? What are the ramifications of doing that? Uh, if you're working and making more than about 18000 a year, don't take it because then you have to give it back and then you don't get any raises either. And so that, if you think you might work, you might want to wait also. I did have a situation once where a person decided they were going to take it early. I said, well, you know, is there any chance you're going to go earn any money or go back to work? He said, absolutely zero chance that I'm going back to work. All right. So he took it, and then he decided to become a developer of properties and had a, started a business up. And then he, had, he, he wanted to give back the money so he could get his raises, but 12 months had passed. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty upset about that. And, well, you know, you were, you were very adamant that you, you know, it wasn't my decision, but he made that decision. He was pretty upset about the way things worked out. So make sure, if you do take it early, make sure there's no chance of you going back to work. Right, and there is a do-over if you do take it at 62 and it's been less than 12 months that you've been taking it and you decide, hey, I am going to go back to work. You can suspend it and then start it again later, but you will have to give that money back. So there are a lot of things to consider when taking Social Security, and that is one leg of the retirement stool. Another possible leg, Brian, and you would mentioned this earlier in our discussion here, was an annuity. Is an annuity a good option for someone to create another leg to that income stool. Well, yeah, I I think I've never heard somebody complain about getting monthly annuity checks for life. I just haven't heard that. (laughs) I haven't heard anybody complain about getting monthly Social Security checks or monthly pension checks. And so anything that you can do or monthly fixed index universal life checks, anything that you can do that's a monthly check when you're not working is really awesome. A rent check, a DST monthly check, a distribution from whatever it is. Any monthly checks are certainly gold in your retirement. So an annuity is a tool we use to create lifetime cash flow for a couple uh, second to die. So I can't find that that would be a bad thing. Now, some are better than others. Some people don't need them. Some people absolutely need them. So it just depends on your situation. Uh, Some people don't like them because they're not exciting and they'd rather just take their chances in the stock market or in real estate. I'm like, okay, more power to you. So not everybody's the same in retirement, but most people would would contend that, yes, I would like a safe investment that's going to pay me for life no matter how long I live. Sounds like a good thing to me. And there's several varieties of annuities. There are immediate annuities. There are deferred annuities. There are fixed, fixed index annuities. And there are variable annuities. And the fellow who says, I hate annuities, primarily, I think, talking about variable annuities. But let's talk about the fixed and the fixed index annuities. One of these you've called the CD on steroids. Which is that and why is it called that? Yeah, in the past, I've used annuities for accumulation as opposed to maybe having in the bond market or cash equivalent investments like CDs because they had much, much higher potential payouts than CDs had or any other thing that was safe. I've kind of scaled back a little bit on those of late because bond yields are so low that there's not a lot of bang for the buck on a lot of these kinds of investments. And so I instead have been primarily using two types of insurance company product 
in building portfolios. One is the fixed indexed annuity that pays increasing lifetime cash flow second to die that can't run out. And the other, as we talked about earlier in the show, the uh, fixed index universal life that creates a cash flow in retirement that's income tax free. Those are two my two favorite. And my a side note on the fixed index universal life, if you make over $100,000 a year, then there is a super product that allows you to leverage that up, taking advantage of the very low, historically low interest rates we have right now. And or if you have more than $5 million net worth, there's another product out there that can use leverage in that capacity. But certainly there's a lot of people maybe listening to the show that do make $100,000. If you're under age 55, absolutely give us a call. You probably haven't heard about this strategy and it can be very effective for your uh, tax-free cash flow in retirement. And for those people who do not know about annuities, they are an insurance product, not a Wall Street product. And that dramatically cuts down on the risk factor, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So the uh, Wall Street products, they're going to have they're not going to have any floors built into them, you know, you, you, and there's no ceilings. Uh, so you can make a ton of money, you can lose it all. You know, it's, it's, but the more you diversify, the, the you know, lower the thresholds on possibility. And you can't have a truly globally diverse portfolio on Wall Street products and, and lose it all. That means, you know, the whole world burned up. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening. But you can lose a substantial amount depending on how you're, you're allocated in that. And so, you know, that is one aspect that's different with, uh, with insurance company products because insurance company products, they're a contract with that insurance company. And in that contract, very often, they're going to put in there that their floor is zero, that you cannot literally lose any money in that investment because it's contractual re- behind that. Now, the flip side of that, that sounds great. And the flip side of that, they're, they're going to often have ceilings. You can only make so much on that investment. You can't just have unlimited returns. And so that's the flip side of that. But in retirement, we will probably trade some upside and downside risk for some security and cash flow. Those are the, that's the trade-off. And there's always a trade-off on all of the investment products that are out there. So annuities may or may not be a good answer for you if you're looking to add you know, legs to that retirement stool. Once again, income, so important in retirement. We invite you to call the people here at Madrona Financial Services and get yourself a no-cost-to-obligation financial plan. And again, that number is 844-MADRONA. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. And Brian, I am lo- very much looking forward to the coming year, 2021, getting a little closure to this whole election thing. I'm looking forward to a coronavirus vaccine or a therapeutic and really just getting us back on track as far as the country and as far as the economy goes. And Brian, that being said, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Thank you so much. Have a great day, a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com.
That's ModronaFinancial.com. When it comes to retirement planning, too many people get caught up in random numbers, like how much some poll says they should have saved up or how much someone else has in their retirement account. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services, reminding you that when it comes to retirement planning, you should stay focused on your own personal goals and not some generic numbers. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe your retirement plan should be as individual as you are. If you're ready for a truly customized approach to retirement planning, call us today and schedule your complimentary financial review at 844-MADRONA. And remember, the Madrona Bundle of Services brings everything you need to successfully plan for retirement under one roof. It's available to all of our clients, and you can only get it at Madrona Financial Services. Stop chasing someone else's numbers. It's time to focus on your retirement. Schedule your complimentary review today by calling 844-MADRONA and get the Madrona Bundle of services. That's 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com.